Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Emily Myhouse, and I am your host today. So here at Sharp, we often talk about the power of a positive attitude. In fact, it's one of our behavior standards. Not only does our attitude dictate our personal belief system, it directly influences how others perceive and connect with us. So today's guest is a Sharp employee who radiates joy and kindness in all that she does. You really can't help but smile when you're talking to her, and you leave feeling refreshed and re-energized. Inspired by Will Bowen's book, In a Complaint-Free World, she is here to share her own personal story, as well as how you can bring awareness to your thoughts to foster an attitude of gratitude. I'm so excited to sit down with Marlis Kimmy, HR manager at Sharp Metro Campus and a member of the Memorial Employee Wellness Committee. Good morning, Marlis. Good morning, Emily. It's nice to be here. So before we get started, could you share a little bit um, about yourself to our listeners? Sure. I've been at Sharp um, just about two years in November. I'm originally from the Midwest, St. Louis, Missouri, and I've lived on both coasts, but I do actually like San Diego the best <laughs> and find it home. Um, in my own wellness journey, I'm an aspiring yogi, but prefer running. It helps me um, stay grounded and, and sane and have that practice of gratitude and joy. And so I work, as Emily said, in HR at the Metro Campus. My primary focus is at Sharp Memorial Hospital in their outpatient pavilion. And in spring at Sharp Memorial, we actually have an inspired leadership meeting. And in that meeting, I had the opportunity to reflect on the topic of harmony and a quote from Roshan Thiran, CEO of Leadernomics. And it really likens leaders to conductors of a symphony. Roshan said, great conductors are aware of their own gestures and impact. Every moment is intentional. Now, even though not everyone at Sharp is a leader in the literal sense, when I first read this quote, I thought about how all of us, from CEO to RN to PSR to imaging specialist to pharmacy tech, are in many senses a leader. We are the conductors of our own days, our patients' days, and our coworkers' days. And our gestures, no matter how small, can have a big impact. It's how we greet our coworkers in the morning. It's how we respond in the face of a challenge. It's how we celebrate our own successes. And it's even how we manage our frustrations. It's these little moments, actually, when our coworkers, our patients, and even our families at home are watching us most closely, and they're learning from us. It's here, I think, where we can really show our intention, our commitment, and even when frustrated, or we can let our intentions slip, as it's so easy to do, even for the best of us, and forget we're still working, forget we're still part of the team, and forget we are our own conductors. You know, Marlis, it sounds like our words and our actions, you know, whether they're big or they're small, really have the ability to either build others up or, unfortunately, tear them down. 
Emily, that's exactly right. I think it can be when we make a passing snide comment about that one coworker who is late to huddle yet again, when we gossip about a colleague who clearly did not get Sharp's memo about the dress code, no jeans on Wednesday, who does she think she is, a cowgirl? <laughs> it could be when we vent in frustration about that impossible project our boss just delegated to us. Or generally voice our unhappiness, right? Our commute was terrible. Drivers are terrible. Gas is so expensive. The barista got my order wrong. How hard is it to pick almond milk versus soy? Anyway, right? Once you get started, it's easy to get stuck in the cycle of complaining and you can't get out of it. Absolutely. I think we can all relate to this on some level. I mean, I know I certainly can. Definitely. It's something I relate to as well. And in my personal life, I actually have two little girls under four. The youngest, actually, this was her first day of school today. Um, But their favorite pastimes are saying no. (laughs) They don't like to sleep very much. And they love to decorate the house with bugs and dirt, stickers and food, especially popsicles, right? The messier, the better. And honestly, it can be easy for me to sometimes focus on all those messy details and the frustrations of the day-to-day battles and the shoes lost and the dirt and the clothes instead of the big, big picture. Because really, complaints beget more complaints, negativity breeds more negativity, and it really can turn into a contest. Winner take all of what exactly? I'm not sure. But it's easy to have a whole conversation that ends up being about nothing but complaining. Right. It's sort of a a back and forth venting. And it's a cycle that feeds itself. And like you said, it can be really difficult to get out of. It is. And I actually read a compelling book that speaks to this exact phenomenon. In a complaint-free world, author Will Bowen actually eloquently makes the point that complaining, and he says complaining is really the spoken expression of discontent, criticism, and gossip. It's not just what we think. Thank goodness. It's what we actually (laughs) say. But he says complaining is an epidemic that's destroying us. He says, and it's supported by a lot of quantitative and qualitative data in his book, that complaining really hinders our health, our happiness, our success, our productivity, and our collaborative teamwork. And for those of you who are listening, I'm sure some of you might have experienced this before in your own life, at work, outside of work, maybe both. Complaining keeps our focus on the problem and not the solution. And this can foster the unhappy, victim, how dare this happen to me mentality instead of one of gratitude. And this really isn't a unique mindset. In fact, according to Bowen, the average person complains 15 to 30 times a day and Mm -hmm. isn't even aware of it. It just becomes part of our daily life. Now, I thought that seemed extreme, but when I started to think about it, I realized how easy it is to complain. I mean, I've complained today. It was during morning routine, getting the girls ready for school, and I knew I was going to be talking about complaining today. Marlis, are you complaining about complaining? (laughs) Just kidding, of course. Um, But to your point, it is so easy to do so. Um, Why do you think that that is? Well, according to Bowen, there are actually five basic reasons that people complain, and it's remembered by the acronym GRIPE appropriately, right? Um, The first reason is to get attention. The second, to inspire envy. The third, to remove responsibility. The fourth, for power. And the fifth, to excuse poor performance. 
And so for everyone listen, listening, take a moment to think about what makes you complain and how do you feel after you complain. You know, I think just taking a moment to stop and reflect is insightful. Uh, when I first started having this conversation with you, Marlis, it really made me think, wow, how often do I complain throughout the day? And just bringing awareness to that and of my thoughts um, really helped to just start the process of stopping complaining mm-hmm. in its tracks. No, I think awareness is such a key here, which is why Bowen suggests that we commit to 21 days without complaining by using a three-step process. Interesting. So how does that work? It's actually really simple. And so as part of the movement, Bowen actually created these purple bracelets. They look kind of like a Livestrong bracelet, except they're purple. But you can do the same thing with a rubber band. And basically, you put your bracelet on or your rubber band on your wrist for 21 days. And it's 21 days because, of course, 21 days is what it's thought to take to break a habit. And so once you have the bracelet on your wrist, each time you complain, you move the bracelet back and forth on your wrist, and that's also signifying that you're starting over on day one. Now, when I first talked about this, people asked me, am I supposed to snap myself with the rubber band? (laughs) Uh And and that's not it at all. It's really a way to trigger and that mental awareness of when you complain, there's an action going along with it. And so Bowen really encourages us to stay with it because believe it or not, it takes the average person four to eight months to complete 21 days without complaining. Wow. You know, that's a really good uh, visual representation of how often we complain throughout the day. You know, (laughs) to be honest with you, I'm a little nervous that I won't even get past day one, that I'll just constantly be moving my rubber band from arm to arm. (laughs) And, you know, don't worry, that's totally normal. And his book, Bowen himself, keeps restarting at Mm. day one, and he wrote the book. Um, It's really persistence and retraining the way we think. And the feedback of people who take the challenge is honestly amazing. They say they feel happier, healthier, more positive, and organically find themselves practicing gratitude instead of complaining. Now, I do want to add that there's a difference between complaining and speaking up if something is wrong or if a mistake is made. Bowen explains that pointing out a deficiency to put something right without ego is different than just griping without any intention of solving the problem. So for example, if you're at a restaurant and your soup's cold, it's absolutely appropriate to tell the waiter, my soup's cold, send it back and focus on the solution. It's different to sit at the table complaining the whole meal about how cold and terrible your soup is, but not do anything about it. I see. So... It really just goes back to your intention and back to your point of being aware um, and paying attention of what you're saying and why you're saying it. Exactly. And I encourage you, and I know I need to do this every day, to pay attention to your own complaints, even using a rubber band or get yourself a purple bracelet as described. How often do you complain? Why do you complain? And how do you feel when you complain? Hmm. At the same time, practice gratitude and think about how you really are the conductor, the leader of your own day, an example to all around you, even when you think no one is watching. And as Bowen eloquently said, watch your thoughts for they become words, watch your words for they become actions, watch your actions for they become habits, and watch your habits for they become character, and watch your character 
for it becomes your destiny. I love that quote. You know, thank you so much for this great reminder for me and really for all of us more or less. I know this certainly has given me some food for thought and given me pause for assessing how often I complain throughout the day and how that really affects my overall attitude. Well, thank you so much for having me. Being out here publicly is going to definitely make me very focused about not (laughs) complaining um, because if I do, I know some listener out there is going to appropriately hold me accountable. (laughs) Um. Well, if you're interested in reading Will Bowen's book in a complaint for your world or learning more about the 21 day challenge, we have included information in the show notes. And of course, feel free to reach out to Sharp Best Health if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of A Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Thank you again, Marlis, for coming. We're so grateful for you and all the great work that you do here at Sharp. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.